recently, there's been a debate over whether or not HBCUs are still relevant, so let's settle it. Cause you see, since 1837 until today, the fact still remains that the HBCU experience is a different world. No Dwayne Wayne. But if you've never been a part of it, you probably can't understand why we know the cheerleaders' entire routines, and yes, we'll do them from the stands. Why we leave football games after halftime, cause we know it's all about the band. Why homecoming is a holiday, a reunion, and a fashion show. And why the cab food is like that one ex who always disappoints, yet you keep going back for more. But beyond all that, HBCUs have a rich history and a legacy to uphold. They're a reminder of how far we've come, but how far we still have to go. What's going on, everybody? It's Travis P. Jackson, CEO and founder of HBCU Pride Nation. And this is Meet Me at the Cab, the podcast. I'm about to swipe in the team. What's up, great people? It's your girl, Zena C. Johnson C. Smith University. It's your boy, Davro T. Massey, representing Winston Southern State University. It's your boy, Darius Welch, representing Livingstone College. It's your girl, Abby Funderburg, representing Winston Salem State University. And it's Rika Pesos, representing the only HBCU in Charlotte, North Carolina, Johnson C. Smith University. And my team, full of entrepreneurs, full of great people that did great things at their HBCUs. You have the conversation, but you also have the syllabus. On the syllabus, you have, did you know what's going to be facts about HBCUs? The game, Never Have I Ever, the bookstore, and the entree. And the purpose of Meeting at the Cap, the podcast, is to bring the HBCU experience to your ears. What's going on, HBCU Pride Nation? This is Meet Me at the Cab, the podcast, where we are bringing the HBCU experience to your ears, talking about our own individual experiences, talking about just HBCUs in general. And I'm going to go ahead and swipe in my team. What's up? It's your girl, Zena C. Johnson C. Smith University. What's up, it's your boy Davra T. Massey, representing Winston-Salem State University. There go. It's your boy D. Welch, representing Livingstone College. It's yes, your sir. girl Emily, representing Winston-Salem State University. And it's your girl Rika Pesos, representing the only HBCU in Charlotte, the Johnson C. Smith University. And today we are talking about getting adjusted, getting adjusted from high school to college from understanding that you have to be prepared for late classes, early classes, being there without your parents, and just the overall adjustment of being a college student. That's funny. So before we get into all of that, you know, we got to hop into this, uh, did you know? Talk to me. So D. Welch, I got a question for you. Okay. Did you know or do you know which state has the most HBCUs in it? Let me think. Let me think here. Can I give a hint? Is what it start with? I'll give it. I'll give you a hint. It starts with an A. 
Because I thought it was an N, but it started with an A. Okay, because I was thinking the N. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just throw it out so you get it. <laughs> so, if it's that case, uh, Alabama. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Alabama definitely yeah, comes I'm in. Like, <laughs> so okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alabama definitely comes in with 14 institutions. However, you know, we all in that uh that lovely state of North Carolina. And we tend to have the most HBCU black undergraduates when it comes to enrollment. So, yeah. you know, you know how North Carolina so, okay. do. Now, I wonder who has the most graduates. Because we have the most undergraduates enrolled. Oh, well. But we know enrolling and finishing. Oh, you know, yeah, okay. see, you see, see. Different. Ah. you right. Bitch, why do I still say all the HBCUs in North Carolina? That's how you feel? Yeah, uh, Livingstone, Winston, Elizabeth City, State, Fairville, Bennett, Shaw, South. You got uh, right, St. Augustine, Manhattan, you got North Carolina, A&T, Central, Winston. Benny, St. Old. We got them all. I, I feel like we said them all. I feel, yeah. I feel like we said them and, all. And the honorable mention goes to Barbara Scotia. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara Scotia. Yeah. But yeah, that's your segment. Okay. You know, hey. did you know? And that's a wrap for did you know. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Ebony, with the Never Have I Ever for today. So, everyone got their drinks of choice. All right. So, never have I ever not validated and got my classes purged. Uh, I don't know if I ever got purged from a class. I I feel like I was was pretty much on top of of my class. Because that's a fight I didn't want to fight. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, I ain't never been purged for no class though. I, don't know. I never did, but I know some people who did get purged, yeah. and it was, it was, it was tricky. It's like yeah, a that battle. battle. Yeah, it's like it's never ending. For the people that don't know what purge is, what is purge? So purge basically register for all your classes before, and then I'm guessing what after financial aid comes through or whatever. Mm-hmm you then those classes are basically like okay these are your classes but they only hold them for a certain amount of time if you don't validate that schedule you lose all your classes validate means pay pretty much you pay your money if your money ain't on time (laughs) then you're not going to class on monday morning yeah please know and understand it might be after a dog on dawn too right right (laughs) right that's what I got for today. All right, All right. dang, that's deep though. <laughs> that, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of the people who had to run that rat race. Cause that, that's bad. That's a that's a whole never. You think by standing in that line, the line, the line when you have gotten purged, and they are not pleasant in that the office. Attitude. Okay, 
they are not happy that I mean, you got like I should be unhappy but you real mad I mean if you get if you constantly get fussed out by somebody you're not gonna be a happy camper either I'm some people at in the office that's my point if that's you constantly true. getting fussed out at oh because they got purged yeah that's true would you take the welfare line over the purge line never been in the welfare line mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about I have no clue the line to get government assistance. Yeah. Like government cheese? Government cheese. I mean, there's food on the other side of that. There is food on the other side. You're going to be hungry or angry. Only thing on the other side of a purge line is facts. <laughs> 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 That's classic. Facts. facts. There we go. Facts. Facts. So, uh, note to self, if you're looking to go to HBC, don't get purged. Just handle Do your business. Do it early. Just sit and wait. Speaking of government assistance, you can get food stamps while in college. Depending Ooh, on where a, you are. That's a nice little topic, right? We want to touch that. Yeah. We got some little right. hints coming down the, down the pipeline for them, though. Yep. So, getting adjusted. When I went to A&T, as soon as my mother turned her back to go back to the car, I started crying because it was just something that was very, very new to me. And I didn't really know how I was going to survive without her being there. It was like my mother and my father. But the way that I kind of adjusted to it was I went in there and I had a goal to become the freshman class president. And I just started knocking on doors. I started introducing myself and I started getting to know everybody. So to the team, like, how did you all get adjusted to your undergraduate experience? Well, I cried. <laughs> I cried too. Girl. I cried when my yeah. mom left. I cried and I called her and I was like, so what am I going to do? She said, wipe <laughs> your face. She said, hit up your people. And tell them, let's walk around campus and go meet some people. And yeah. after she said that, it was like I sort of kind of needed her to tell me I was good. And then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, this, I can do this. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah I cried too, but tears of joy. Sunday afternoon, I remember like it was yesterday. Moved in the Brown Hall, yes, and uh, you know, we got to about seven, probably finished like around two or three. And uh, parents, we went and got something to eat. Yep, parents dropped me off, you know what I mean? And I got my cell phone, my first cell phone. Hey. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what type of cell phone was it? Man, I had a dog on flip phone, no yeah. kill. Yo, no, no I, I, I used to wear it on my sock too. <laughs> Crazy. I used to wear it on the side. Wear it on the sock to slide. So you didn't even record your ringtone. I remember that. I used to do that. Come on now. I don't know what I you used to have to type the same number so many times. But you could text without looking though. Because I used to be like, this. Hey, yeah. That's good. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. By the time I started school, I. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to agree I had one before. I did. I thought the same thing. Like, dang. I did have a phone. I did have a little kid flip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Probably not. No. That was 08. No. No. Target was like, I would just go and get groceries. Because she was also monitoring that car. Absolutely. Like, what are you buying at Target? Right. Like, my groceries. <laughs> okay. The biggest adjustment was definitely learning the rules so I could learn my way around the rules. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. The system. Yeah. Yes. Like, I learned that if you put a shower cap over the smoke detector, it doesn't matter how much smoke actually enters the room. It is not going it's not off. Detected. Exactly. We're but not really telling y'all. Oh, that's not a. We're not, not telling that. y'all. If y'all cooking in the okay. room. If you're cooking in the room. If you're cooking in the room. So you have like kitchenmates and stuff. Everybody gets their minds who's listening out of whatever place it is. We're talking about microwaves and rooms. It's not supposed to be there. Yes. Hot plates. Yes. Hot plates. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what we were talking about. So how much <laughs> how much influence did y'all parents have on the HBCU that you chose? Well, before we hop into that, because I, I really want to get this point. I cried too. I did too. Like, I, I cried too, but there was a hurricane coming, and we had just, when, when my parents went to drop me off, there was a hurricane coming, and my brother had to get dropped off at T before I got dropped off my freshman year. So I literally got thrown out the car. They put all my stuff in the room. They chucked me the deuces, and then they ran back. Like, they drove all the way back to the other side of the state. So, I mean. I sat on the bed, I had like four little tears drop, and then I realized that my parents were gone and I was, I, I could do what I wanted I to do. What I wanted to do. You know, um, but to segue into yeah, the, the question you asked, how influential, I actually went to the HBCU my mom went to, and my brother went to the HBCU my dad went to. So mm -hmm. education is 1000% like infused into, into who I am. So I went where. The, the the path of least resistance. Okay. For me. Okay. Yeah, I didn't my mom didn't tell me which one to go to. She just said I needed to pick one. So <laughs> um my aunt was Miss WSSU and um so that definitely was important to me because she did a lot on campus and things of that nature. So I thought it was cool just to um sort of kind of following her footsteps. Um, but I just wanted to go to an HBCU. I wasn't, initially I was just like, okay, I just want to pick pick one, but I'm, I'm glad I chose the one that I did. Yeah, um, my parents actually met at Fairfield State. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I went for a little bit, uh, spent a little bit of time there or whatever, but I ended up going to Winston because I had cousins that went to so, so yeah, the whole HBC experience was, you know, kind of ingrained as well. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, well, uh, my <laughs> no, because they, my both my parents went to the University of Illinois. So, okay. my mom, she is in higher education, so I know I was always gonna go to college. But for me, I knew the colleges in like the Midwest wasn't kind of for me. You dig what I'm saying? Like once I visited my cousin in Tennessee, at his school it wasn't an HBCU, but 
the experiences within itself in the South was really big for me. And then my older brother actually went to an HBCU uh, my senior year in high school. So me going to visit him, I'm seeing what it's like or whatnot. So then that kind of wrapped my mind around it. My parents was just like, get out of Chicago. So, yeah, whatever you do, get out of Chicago. So you know what I mean. So, Prince, man. <laughs> my mother was like, "If you don't go to school, you got six months to get out my house." Um, <laughs> and so, in terms of which school I chose, though, it how it was going to be my first pick. Um, but my sister was already there. She was two years older than me. So my first exposure to like college life was at an HBCU. And so I was like, yeah, I'm definitely, if I go to school, I'm going to an HBCU. Um, but I, so in terms of my parents' influence, my dad was in D.C. and my mom was in Virginia. She wanted me to go to Virginia State. He wanted me to go to Howard. I wanted to get away from both of them. <laughs> so I went as far <laughs> south as I could and still drive back home comfortably. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's that can't just pop up on you. Right, right. You gotta think about it. They gotta plan. Yeah. They gotta plan. Yeah. So that's myself. I was like, if I go to a school that's within an hour driving distance of Richmond, I'm gonna be home getting into foolishness all right. the time. Yeah. So I had to go far enough away to where I had to plan a trip home, mm-hmm. but close enough to still drive home. Right. So how what type of advice would you give to someone that's trying to decide how far out to go to college? Mm. Oh, I mean it really depends on your comfort zone. Um, like for me, I was comfortable being driving distance away from my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was I encourage students to go out of state for college just because it was a new experience. I had never been this far south until I came to college mm-hmm. um, and it was like a whole new world and now fast forward removed from college what eight years and my sister lives down here now and I talk her down here my dad lives down here now and so I encourage students just to go away and see something different experience mm-hmm. something Piggyback on what you're saying as far as just like your comfort zone, but also don't be afraid of opportunities. If you might get an opportunity, it might be out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. but then it's kind of like that's gonna just prepare you for life. You feel like this, you might get a job in Idaho. It's like, man, what if I'm not out there? Hey. <laughs> Money behind me out there, you know right. what I'm saying? But it's kind of like, are we going to turn down? That's not like a podcast. And the thing is, say they offer you a job out there for 200k, are you going to turn that down? Yeah. I'm going to say, I exactly. Yeah. So the thing is, it, but the thing is, it's like you might get scholarships. Somewhere to where you might get a scholarship here, one or two, you know what I mean? That's cool, but you might get 10 here. They might have what you uh, need, just like this school got what you need. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But this one further, so you're like, ah, it's like, go see the opportunity, because then they got what you love still. 
you can get invested in that. You feel what I'm saying? And then there's other opportunities. You meet people from the surrounding states and in between. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. then that's how you build your network. You know and I, I do agree with that because I will say, like, it has made me more comfortable with, like, all right, let's, like, so I'll pick up and go. Man, so pick up and go. It's made me more comfortable with, like, I'll pick up and go. I'm not married to any location. And it started at 17 when it was like, all right, I'm going to move to a state I've never been to and a city I've never been to. Yeah, I mean, one thing for me, like, I mean, I was on like an hour and a half away from the crib or whatever. So it's still, that's still, that's still like, a, that's, still a that's not pop up on you though. Right. Like, they can't be want to. I don't hear some stories of folks, parents popping pop up on you. Know, right. right. Oh, I've like, seen some parents. <laughs> 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 yeah. opportunities to go to summer camps for like a week, you know, a week here, a week there, whatever. Mm -hmm. Go experience, go explore, you know, different environments, whatever. That way you're comfortable with whatever opportunity you will get exposed to later on in life. That's real. I know from from my perspective, one, just a a family philosophy is if there's an airport there, you can get anywhere. Right. You know, so nothing is too far away. I mean, then COVID hit, of course, and, you know, you mm-hmm. got to drive everywhere, but as long as there's a, a, a airport within the vicinity, mm-hmm. go live your life. Mm-hmm. At least that's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, when it, when it comes to, like, um, the new environment, period, right? Like, we all come from different places, but when you, it was like the first day on campus. Like, how did you all navigate that? Like, y'all know me, period. I'm still the same way a little bit, where I'll just roll up on somebody and just start talking to them. I don't care who it is. But, like, I, I was so determined my freshman year to become, like, freshman class president and to really get to know people and also, like, what I want people to understand is in your freshman year, you will have friends that's like a big circle of mm-hmm. friends. But by, the time, real but, quick. but by the time your senior year comes, some of them might 
already be gone. Yeah. And you may not have that connection with them because my fir- my freshman year, I had a promotion team called Triple Crown Entertainment. It was me, Dante Wilson, and Devon uh, Finster. You know what I'm saying? And those are still my brothers to this, to this day, and rest in peace to Dante. But they helped me navigate my freshman year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, how did you all connect with administration? How did you all connect with students? Like, what was the approach to everything? Um, I think I had a big, I had a, it was a lot of us my freshman year. I think it was like a group of like 10 of us. And I think, I don't know, one day I was just sitting there. And, of course, when you get into, like, your different classes, you're meeting different people anyway. So I started just conversing with other people and I realized like my crew is cool or whatever, but I might want to go talk to this person. I might want to go hang out with this person. Um, and I, I ended up doing that and because of them, I met more people. And because of that person, like, oh, okay, well, I know somebody that's in this office. So I found a friend in every office, every admin building. I knew people so that if I needed something, somebody sort of kind of had my back. And I think a lot of times people forget Mm -hmm. you're so invested in your crew when you get in. Sometimes you forget to branch out. And I didn't want to ever lose sight of that. Like, don't ever forget to branch out. It's okay to have your core group of friends. But sometimes people sort of kind of just disperse and you have to navigate your own way personally to figure out what works best for you when you get there. I feel like you gotta go more into the importance of connecting with administration in your first year Um, because that helped me so much throughout the four years I was in college. Yeah, um, I I have, have always sort of kind of just looked at it like you never know what you're going to need. So I feel like sometimes you're a little intimidated, especially when you go to school at first. You might be a little intimidated by the admin and stuff like that. But if you just go for it and you be like, all right, well, hey, this is my name. This is what I do. Or I might need help with financial aid. You yeah. find one person in there that you always talk to. Yeah. And you start to build that rapport with that individual and anytime you ever need anything that's who you go to and now I have cousins who've gone to Winston-Salem State I just did a tour with one of my other cousins and I was like yo this is who this person is she's in this office you need anything this is who you talk to so yeah yeah actually didn't do a good job of that that boy left Winston a legend I'm telling you so I just um you know, it just whatever club organization I got involved with, then I would, you know, know who the organizational, you know, leadership was. So I would, you know, get cool with them. Um, and I mean, it did pick up for me once I, you know, my senior year and the things that I got involved with or whatever. So, um, but once I got in, then like you were saying, you know, once you graduate, you still got that mm-hmm. to reach back. You know, yeah. so they got to connect back. You right. know what I mean? Because once you graduate, you really need you that need mm-hmm. or recommendations or whatever. You know, what exactly. saying? Exactly. Out. so it's important though. Yeah, my opinion is a little different. Uh, 
playing basketball, everybody was tempted to get in the watching practice. So everybody like who? Administration, people around school. So it was one of them things where everybody knew us or whatnot. So yeah. it was just one of them things where I got cool with everybody. I mean, we were small. We were homies. You, you got to, you, you always need to learn who's in power. So mm -hmm. you know who to ask what for. Um, from my experience across the board, I'm a people person publicly. Yeah. So, um, and I recognize how people operate. So you, and I recognize that you never know the capacity to which you will need anyone. Mm -hmm. yes. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's always been a fundamental philosophy for myself to just get to know people on their level. So while I'm walking around campus, I mean, I went out for cheerleaders. You know, I went, I went and got to know them. Hanging out with the cheerleaders, you know, you get to know the, the rest of the athletes. Hanging out with the athletes, you get to know um, the people who are in the band. You know what I'm saying? So you just, yeah. you it just starts yeah. to circle out. Not to mention, I mean, you're going to be living with these folks for like mm -hmm. the next yeah. 10 months. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So these, are, this, these people become your family. And you start to build rapport and and relationships with with those folks around you. So I know my freshman year specifically, I was in honors college. So we hung out. We all hung out together, but a lot of us stayed in the same dorm. So your dorms kind of came together, and everybody had had these these dorm cliques. So I mean, you just you. Everybody ended up being mashed together because in the grand scheme of it, it's really your institution against the rest of the city. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like across the board, it, it's, it's y'all's home against everyone else. So it just becomes a, a, a mind meld and, a, and a, a, a true adjustment process. I, I don't have no, no, no bad words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, similar. My experiences are a lot different, though. I didn't, because I ain't really like people. I was forced to come to school. I came in and was like, all right, I'm just here on some Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get and I was like, I met my best friend in the calf my first day, my best friend to this day. Walked in the calf and I was like, man, I hate it here. And um, I was in line to get something to eat. And I was like, I can't wait to go home. And she was like, man, me too. And I was like, where's home for you? And she said, Virginia. Me too. <laughs> and it was like, all right, yeah, we hate this shit. And so then we got cool. Um, and then I figured out, like, I was like, all right, this is a little boring. What are we about to do? I bought a lot of, like, stuff that I was already doing in Richmond, like partying and having fun to campus. Because mm -hmm. um, I figured out my RA didn't have a car, but she was 21. 
So I have something you need, you have something yeah. I need. Y'all ready to go. So she needed rides to her boyfriend's house and I needed somebody to buy my liquor. Mm. So I would take her to the ABC store, she would get my liquor and then I'd drop her off at yep. her boyfriend's house. I am so tickled right yeah. now. Networking at his yeah. yeah, and so... Um, from there, like I started partying with the people on my floor. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, like we really can expand this party. And I asked the RFC, Miss Millie. And uh, I was like, yo, what how can I throw a party in here? Like I this is this lobby would be great. We just need these couches. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'll tell you what, if you can throw she was like, Why don't you run for hall council council? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And she was like, it's a council that puts on activities inside the dorm. All right, sure, I'll do it. I ran for president. I wasn't going to do nothing else. <laughs> and so she was like, if you can put on three programs, because I won Hall Council president, she was like, if you can put on three programs, I'll let you throw a party. And then I just got so wrapped up in doing programs, and it was actually fun, and started networking and meeting more administration and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we got our party at the end. So from somebody that you met in the cab that was from Virginia and you networked with her and y'all basically worked together to get what both of you all needed. Oh yeah, she became Miss Freshman. And then um, we stayed in the same dorm and then I became Hall Council President and built out like just a whole network. So you said that you were getting like people, right? Yeah. So then you start networking with her. Then you start getting what you needed from her, and she got what she needed from you. Then she became Miss Freshman. So then you start becoming mm-hmm. the dorm president. But then you left Johnson T. Smith as a legend. As SBA president <laughs> and yeah. started your own organization and everything like that and. That showed you the power of networking from a calf digger. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Am I right, Welcome to the calf. Welcome to the calf. Welcome to the calf. You know what I'm saying? I like how y'all brought that in. So we talked about we talked about um, parent parental involvement. We talked about the new environment. We talked about so many different things as it pertains to getting adjusted. But one of the biggest things when it came to our freshman experience was the roommates that we had. Wow. How many people from orientation felt like somebody at their orientation was going to be their roommate? I knew they weren't. <laughs> you said it's so I knew I knew she was. Like, how did y'all go about finding y'all roommates? Um, there were some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were some. Yeah. The thing was, me playing ball, it was like, I know it's going to be a basketball player, and then I understood we mm-hmm. had the three room suite. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But then it's got a He loved that suite. It was definitely, definitely. Like that. Now, 
You know what I'm saying? He wasn't afraid to check me, say if I was wrong, right. You know what I'm saying? The, the times that I was down, he was there for me. You dig what I'm saying? Even to this day, you know what I mean? So me and him just had a conversation about the friendship from that day until now. You dig what I'm saying? And even with my older brother, they close. You know what I mean? They go out of town and take trips together and you know what I'm saying? Do the whole nine or whatnot. You dig what I'm saying? So... I definitely understand as far as that 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 first person you meet, like she say, that you click with, that you find something in common with or whatever, that you can say, okay, cool, I can rock with this person, you dig, and then y'all grow with each other, y'all still create that bond. Actually, he from uh, he from Virginia. So yeah, VA, VA is definitely a good place. I wish the first person that I had like mm-hmm. gotten cool with was my roommate. So I switched roommates second semester. Um, Cause like my roommate that I was assigned to, I mean, she was cool, but then her in the shower started beefing. Oh, not her in the shower. Shut up, bitch. Showers. Yo, I never heard of I like that. I like that. I like that's that face up language. That's very important. Wow. Like, you know, what, is, what does that I mean? mean? One of us had to go. <laughs> right. Her or the smell. Yeah. And <laughs> that's real. By second semester, I was like, look. You can't study when it's fine. I got a word. One and one. Right. Um, so I need somewhere else. Yeah. And I think those showers was real different in college, bro. Man, the community shower? The whole oh, shower. Oh, wow. Our shower actually was not bad. Surprisingly. What do you say then? I stayed in Atkins, but see, the thing was, it depends on what floor you were on. Uh, like, and with females are the worst. Like, was that name of the son Atkins Burns? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go. Jackets, yes. So that I mean, I hated community showers anyway. Yes. But it depend. It really did depend on your floor. And it was funny because me and my friends were just talking about this the other day. I actually met my best friends. They stayed above me. They didn't even stay on my floor. Um, but we were really real cool anyway. But those those community showers are something different. But if you had a floor that was pretty clean it wasn't as bad so I so mean, we so we look i mean i never experienced see, that livingstone we had i had a tub <laughs> i had a nice little shower my own little domain <laughs> do domain so these community was they just Too, 
it depends on the cleaning crew too. Yes. Because like that yeah, you got difference. you got nasty people, but if your cleaning crew ain't coming, bomb. yeah, if they ain't coming through and they ain't cleaning the showers. Like our shower have a little mold in there. The shower curtain be old. Yeah, that's the world trying to look for. Yeah, janitors like if. Like, our janitors sometimes would not be on their job, bro. And, like, especially, like, over the weekend, if, yeah. they, if they ain't tapped that little Friday before they left. Oh, yeah. my God. And my room was right there by the bathroom door. <laughs> like, so sometimes it smell like straight, you know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. like, yeah. bro, you know what I mean? So... I, I just so, like well, period. Not, 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 not only even the janitors, not only even the janitors, but the hall directors. They yes. were on their job. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, as y'all are talking, I'm realizing there is not a huge difference between prison. I know what's coming. Oh, God. I just want to say, when we got to talk about the shower, I was going to throw it out there, but I said, ah, you know what? I still don't know, okay? But listen, I mean, it is a community shower. You just have a curtain. You need like an individual. You hate the shower. The only difference between the community shower and the prison was we had a window. No, we had a window. Had a window. We had a window. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was in the middle of the floor. Yeah, yeah. Our were in the middle oh, of the floor. We had windows and the boys don't. Oh, yeah. Okay. Think about it. You have all these illegal things that you can't have in the building. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no co-ed. It's like you're fresh. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely see the on the prison living. But cats up top. Those beds are not comfortable. Yeah. Oh. Twin side, we ain't gonna talk about that. Okay. Twin side is tall. Woo! Yes, tall. Set up to the twins. You get three hots in a cot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Hey, so, and, we, and we ain't had no AC, bro. Oh, see, I had. Yeah. Groundhog, alumni, yeah, the Brits, had, we had zero AC. And they done bro. renovated all of that, and that's when it looked the right. same. Crazy. Listen. We do have a Yeah, you go early in the morning, yes, or you go late in the night. 
Yeah, you're right. But see, that's the thing. I didn't I didn't have an after cold shower, but I would go first as soon as the crew was done. I was right there. I was like, all right, I don't got class. All right, let me go ahead. That's how you know. That's Israel. Yeah. So hold up, what's wrong with that? People need to know the time of that. What time? I think it fluctuates. It fluctuates. Yeah. So if I had a, if I had, usually if I do like a a night shower, you do it right before everybody get out of class. Then let me go ahead and eat. Go ahead and get to the shower before everybody. But usually the janitors clean usually about seven, eight. Okay, so you know about that time to be on the lookout. So you know to be on the lookout. You peek around the corner. All right, bet I'm good. Let me go ahead. She just finished cleaning. Let me go. So yeah. Nah, I think it's all an adjustment though. You gotta figure out what works best for for you you. you, because everybody's story is gonna be different. Yeah. Yeah. So so when it comes to so we already talked we talked about the shower we talked about like uh, hygiene and all that right like you gotta be clean you gotta be clean but what about the haircuts what about getting your hair done like how oh, you better find a friend. I could braid, so if I need my hair, you know how much money people made at an HBCU by braiding braiding hair. hair. Absolutely, or cutting hair. Yeah. Man, listen here. I go to the same barber from my college now. Word. Yes, I drive all the way to Salisbury. Get my hair cut still. Willie, what's up, big homie? That's my man. But he's like he but he always he's you know what I'm saying, oh the cat, you dig what I'm saying? It's three bars with Willie Mike. But it's kinda like I go cause it's love every time. Mm-hmm. They didn't see the growth from me playing ball to me uh VP of Yard Talk, the TV show. They got they rock my clothes. I mm. see them on campus. I we know mutual people and stuff like that. Mm. And it's kind of like even when he sometimes yeah, yeah, <laughs> I still go back to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you know, yeah. Hey, on. You, you got a little happy. Yeah. All right, all right, bro. That's all I got. But I'm loyal though. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm loyal though. So he still keep my price the same. So yeah. I wouldn't have to <laughs> but talking about the yin yin though, like you would have kept, yeah, bro, I cut hair, bro. Right, bro. <laughs> but, you know, it's the first second week, you know, so your stuff that from the crib that's standing out already, you know what I mean? So, gotta get, get lined up, man. You come out, man. You be gapped up, man. <laughs> this man, Tim Bones, he done messed you up. You gotta let the mud grow in, so you have to like find out who the nice find cat was, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you're gonna get to hear these. Hold up. You said okay. something real good. You went natural. I went natural. I went That's natural. the whole episode. I went natural. I had to. I was like, man, I can't go home every two weeks to get my hair done. What am I gonna do? And I, I, I had to learn how to do my own. And I had to, and I was like, okay, I can braid, so I need to braid. But of course, like, the good thing was there were girls on campus who really could braid and who were just like, I got you, sis. Okay, I might give you like fifty or sixty here. My, I can hold it. I can rebraid my own hair if I need to, and I was, I was good. Did they promote they like as far as you know? I'm saying, I, um, some girls when I came, it, a lot of it, like little flyers. Some would, but a lot of it was word of mouth. 
like okay. honestly okay. and and the good thing was like my roommate was from Winston mm. so she could be like yo Ev, let me help you out I, I know somebody that can bread I know somebody that can hook you up um and, and so, so that was the girl you see with the hair braided already. I'm you telling you. I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, it was a bonus. <clears throat> but see, I, I tell you. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. For y'all to find the barber on campus real fast, y'all y'all got to rough it out. But the guy y'all see walking around with the fresh jump, he the one did it. He the one that probably cut his own hair. So yeah. you got to go to him real fast. Hey, bro, we, who, who did that? That's real. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Go ahead, Lizzie. I was just gonna say, um, people didn't know how to do my hair. Um, I was a, I was a cheerleader, and they were trying to like make me rock half up, half downs, like a, like I look like a, a middle schooler or a doobie, and my hair's not designed for doobie wraps. I be out there on the track looking crazy, um, trying rap. to. A doobie wrap is like a roller set. That yep. they, they they wrap, wrap up. it around. And you just you just take the saran wrap, you go around, they unwrap it, and they. So oh, what I said, like I said you wrap yours with the scarf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it. I got it now. But okay, my hair's okay. not designed that way. Like the creator didn't make my hair to to do that, and people didn't understand that, and so I was kind of like even ousted when you say you went natural. Like I was. I was on the exile when it came to, to natural hair conversations. Like people were like, you, yeah, it, it kind of hurt my feelings. Now I don't care. But it, it really hurt my feelings at the time because it's just like, bruh, like, I'm, I mean, I belong here too. I mean, they're all right. we're all different types of people, right. you know, and just because I don't look the same way or I'm not – I'm not in the same boat doesn't mean that we all can't be be fabulous right. together. Yeah. I say all this just to bring down, like we talk about getting your hair done and stuff, but sometimes you're gonna have to rough it out, you're gonna have to figure it out on your own. Exactly. Yeah. Figure it out on your own. You're gonna have to figure it out on your own. Figure it out on your own leads to personal responsibility. That part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we talk about classes, we uh, we talk about uh the new environment, we talk about the roommates, we talk about Ooh, we talk about all that stuff, mm -hmm. right? But personal responsibility. When our parents left, we knew that we had a personal responsibility. A, damn, <laughs> a personal responsibility right, to bro. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what did personal responsibility look like to y'all? Damn, man. Because I had an apartment set when I first left. Like I said, I went to Detroit. So I went to a junior college. So it was me and my brother had an apartment. So we really was, you know, if we want a table, all right, bed, cool. You know what I'm saying? And then the school, because we didn't stay, um, we stayed like a couple miles. So it's kind of like the car broke down. From the school? From the school. So oh, wow. Kinda like, the car broke down. Whew. We running. <laughs> We run into the school two miles, then run in hundred laps in practice. You dig mm. what I'm saying? Wow. We had to move this like we had to do it. Did you say hundred laps? Yeah, our coach was counting out when you run past or if you start no. This this say Juco? It's Juco. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So yeah. It was mm. one of them things. It was kinda like it prepared me for life as yeah. far as when I got to Livingstone, it was like I 
Cause it's stuck, nothing but reality. You know, I'm joking around a little, but I'm like, coach, I can't stand no with nobody looking at me, bro. I'm grown. I just came. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like my adjustment wasn't finna be that. Y'all gotta, we finna do this like this here or whatnot. So yeah, I mean, mine was just like, I mean, I kind of relaxed though. Like, um, like. Like the end of my first semester, I had a 2.87 because I had all B's and I had one C. And it was like a 78, bro. And I was like, oh my God. When I seen how that C killed my GPA, that right on back up. I said, okay, the next semester have 3.4 or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, so I was, that first semester, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of having fun, dude. Like, so I was trying to find a party every weekend. I went to so many week parties, spent ten dollars here, twenty dollars there. <laughs> Probably the same people. Yeah, these week parties, bro. Just trying to, just trying to be out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, so after after that half my first semester, that was a nice little wake up call. And um, but I knew, like I, I knew it wasn't gonna be no failing. Like I wasn't gonna be going home or nothing like that. So, um, so I definitely. Kept doing what I had to do to get myself right. So, um, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I ain't paid for no parties in my freshman year. You know how I paid for them? I managed all the rides that the freshmen and sophomores used word. to go to the club. Word, word. So I was managing all that. Yeah. I got KB um, CCU mm-hmm. and then Benny Boomer One Shot Entertainment. And that's how I just started. Uh, that's how I just started uh, networking. So, Miss OCD. Personal oh, <laughs> <laughs> responsibility. Oh, um. Well, and here's my thing. My I'm on my off the chain, so I was like, "Look, Dennis I cannot call Rosalind and tell her." I gotta come home. She can't get a phone call, as we all know. You cannot call your mother and say, hey, so I need you to come and pick me up because I flunked out of school. No. So for me, I, I, you know, and, and prior to even being in college, I was in the IB program. I took AP classes. So I sort of kind of was adjusted to the workload aspect of it. But not having somebody, and my mom was never the type of parent that was like, you got to do this, you need to be doing your homework. She was like, you do it or you die. So I said, okay, well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to go to college and I'm going to have that same philosophy. So my first year, I, and, I, and I was also taught early from cousins who went to college and things like that. It was like, look, if you work hard your first year, you can sort of kind of relax a little bit after that. So my first year, I had a 4.0 the whole year. So that I knew if I sort of kind of got a little off, I was okay because I kept that GPA up, you know, during that time. So that's the importance Freshman year being your foundation in terms of GPA. Um, your freshman is your foundation because that. It's it's so easy to drop your GPA. What as Dad said, it one grade can screw you up like and it's and you just be looking like, wait a minute, but it's hard to bring it back up. It's 
it feels like it's a never-ending battle to bring it back up. So when you're choosing your classes, when you're trying to figure out and you're navigating your way through, do what makes the most sense and what you're able to handle so that you can have the GPA that you need in order to stay on top, even so that if you falter a little bit thereafter, you're not having a whole bunch of issues trying to bring your GPA back up. Here's an example to follow that. It takes technically four A's to offset one F. Mm, mm-hmm. It does. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Personal responsibility for me, I had two things going through my head at all times. Don't get kicked out, mm-hmm. which means I had to let a lot of stuff rock. Um, just because it was like, it's not worth it. Right. I'm already saying that's why I had to just say, mm. And then <laughs> the, second, <laughs> the second thing was... Um, I grew up in a household where you couldn't bring a C in the house. And that mm-hmm. that right. mm-hmm. yeah. wow. So it was like, don't get lower than a B and don't get kicked out. Right. Because my mother was like, it's not like high school. It's not you fight, go home for 10 days. It's mm-hmm. you back home. Back yeah. home. Yeah. You live here to get. Right. And you still gonna have a balance. Well, you still have a balance. Yeah, they still want that. They still want that. They still want that. I tell kids, it's like, you do not want to. Be the kid, like y'all say, gotta call say you get picked up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you still gotta pay them. Yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's, well, that's your Janice, money going to waste. That's like, that's your money going to waste, because then that's just going to be you at home trying to figure out some other stuff and mm-hmm. some other situations mm-hmm. and still that burden. Yeah, that money. So it's like, yep. just say that all the fun you having. And all the experience you have, and just imagine if you fall off, you're going home. So you're not going to have that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to have that experience. So stay up on your grind. You can still have that fun. Just learn the balance. I have have one. Um, Personal responsibility to me means knowing how to advocate for yourself. Learning how to... to, how to protect yourself, how to navigate for yourself, like preventing yourself from getting purged from your classes, right. you know, knowing how to talk to your professors the because you know, you don't mm-hmm. know how to how to how whatever they're explaining, you don't understand them, but knowing how to approach them to get that that conversation offset. Going to the counseling center if you need to go to the counseling center. You know, going to tutoring if you need to go yeah. and go to tutoring. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's those types of things like really being able to to talk and speak uh, speak up and stand up for yourself. I think that that's a huge part of adjusting and social responsibility. Yeah, I'll say this too. Like if you if somebody in your class like you see they nice with it. Man, get cool with it. Like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Hey, it's, it's called survival. Yes. You know the survival. the red house has a uh, cheer called survival. It's, it's, called, it's survival. called it's called survival, baby. Right. So like, I mean, there are many nights for like we will create little study groups or whatever. And I mean, I used to be in the library till one o'clock, like right. every morning, like mm-hmm. studying, like chemistry, physics, my other uh, exercise science classes or whatever, like. I had to make it happen. So, mm-hmm. like, 
once you once you realize like what you're there for, you gonna do whatever you got to do to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So how did you um, manage refund checks? The first refund check that you all got, mine was like five thousand dollars. I didn't get one until senior year. So. Are you serious? I never got one. I didn't get one until senior year. I never got one, B. How did I manage it? Wow. <laughs> 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 I didn't blow all of mine. I, I blew a nice chunk of it. But I didn't blow all of mine. So I was like, let me go ahead and put some of this in the savings. I got my hair done. <laughs> and... And I bought stuff for my room. I really didn't, cause I didn't have, I really didn't need anything. And because like I would come home for the summer, and I would watch my cousins and stuff, I had money. So I was like, I don't need it. And once again, I didn't want to call mom and ask her for anything. So I was like, let me just hold on to this as long as I can. I did get one. I got one, man. Yeah, I got one. I didn't understand. I was a first generation college student, so I didn't understand the concept of you gotta pay this money back. Yes, it's not really yours. I got a check. Not yours. I even remember the ways in which I blew the refund. Clothes, shoes, mm-hmm. eating out, drunken parties in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember once in New Orleans, I threw thirteen hundred out of a four thousand dollar refund check Ooh. at the strip club. Big wow. balling. <laughs> that was a night to remember. Right. I don't remember. No, you got yeah. to remember what was in your face that <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You me. I'm sickle. So we were in New Orleans for a, an English conference. I'm done with you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> you learned a whole lot of languages. <laughs> you know they speak Creole in New Orleans. <laughs> so one more thing when it comes to getting adjusted. Early classes versus late classes. Bro. I could not take a class that started at 7 o'clock, bro. Nah. Like in the morning? In the morning. You had 7 a.m. Yeah, classes, 7 bro. We had 7 a.m. We had 8 o'clock. We had yeah, I had 8 a.m. That was the earliest yeah. time. I had an 8 a.m. class. I had work study that early. Oh, I had wow. work after 5, so... Yeah, that's you were rolling in from the night. We rolling in in our club clothes and practice. Workouts and jeans. And you got practice in the afternoon? Oh, yeah. Practice in the afternoon. Conditioning in the afternoon. Your practice afternoon. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. So, we were, so the class for us would be, sometimes we had to do night classes depending on, mm-hmm. you know, Schedules, yeah. So it was kind of like you just had to roll with the punch. Yeah, yeah. I had a night class six to I think it was six to six to nine or either mm-hmm. six to eight, but it was only one time a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was actually a dope class. It was World Civilizations to sixteen hundred? It was talking about how like we all come from the exact same ancestors. It was really it was a really dope class, but it was long, and I we was like, sir. Who? Us as a 
As a people, come from the we, human race. We, the human race. Oh, nice. Come, but it was it was a cool nice. class. I mean, he was long winded. I was like, sir, can we do like a, like two hours? You know, do we have to do the whole thing? I don't I understand why students are always trying to negotiate. I'm like, trying. Like the ones dealing the, the I'm class trying. I'm trying. But it we was. Just did y'all can ask. Yeah. All the worst you can say is no. And a lot of times he would. Cut, cut class, or he was like, Yeah, it's been a long day. Y'all just go ahead and just go on. But it was like right by where I stayed, so mm -hmm. I could literally walk and I'd have to walk across campus. So it's ridiculous. Yo, look, I, so my so the class I got to see in was my twos and thirds of my freshman year was physics. I had no business being in physics my freshman year. Right. Like, you know, your advisors sometimes just want to get you in the class. Right. Like, they, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So Try your best if you when you when you uh, schedule your classes. Make sure you get in, like your introductory class. Right. Yeah. I probably did physics somewhere between sophomore and senior year. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but the thing about that class though, had I went though, that would, it would have been a problem. So that class was from five thirty to seven Tuesday Thursday. That's prime time cab time right now. Right. 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 Prime time in the cab. So some days I'd be like, you know what? Cab popping today, baby. I can't make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You only missed three classes. Yeah. So and I, I, I probably missed a little more. But you know, we made it on. <laughs> we made it on through, and um, so um, but yeah, that's what happened on that. But I had eight o'clock. It's like my schedule was the same all four years. I had an eight, nine, eleven, twelve, and then Tuesday, Thursday. I had two classes on Tuesday. One on Thursday. You know what See, I mean? I can't even do that. Y'all understand the importance of going to class and all of them. Right. then, it's like, for me, I was one of them, like, I might, I might doze off in there. You did what I'm saying, but I'm here. Yes, I'm present. I'm present. I'm here, though. <laughs> okay? I got a little note. Boom. That's the point of the friend that yeah. they said is killing it in the yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Let me get the rest of them. Yeah. Snap the picture, snap the picture, you finish your notes later. Yeah. But them little points, see I was one of them that needed to look. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was here my tennis points, they don't bring that up. <laughs> it definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give a personal shout out to Lisa Pendleton, bro. From AMC because every class I had with her, she was my partner. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I got all Can't her go. notes. She helped me with everything. And she 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 real big time of why I graduated. Amen. Amen. What's up y'all? It's Rika Pesos and y'all know what time it is. We stopping in the bookstore. Um and this week. Our hot topic item, hot ticket item, excuse me, is none other than a two-time HBCU graduate. He's a both a professor and HBCU alum, and that is Professor, excuse me, Dr. Jermaine King in the Soul Food brand. Um, he is a graduate of Elizabeth City State University and Virginia State University, as well as a current professor at B. Johnson C. Smith University. So nothing but HBCU love all up and through there. And his soul food brand um, is legendary, it's classic, 
He is also the first professor um, to have an English-based sneaker culture class. Y'all may have also seen him on Complex um, Sneaker Shopping where the now VP-elect uh, Kamala Harris donated a bunch of shoes uh, Converse to his class. Um, but the Soul Food brand is dope. They have jackets, hoodies, shorts, uh, T-shirts, crew necks. crew necks, right, face masks, all um, in celebration and honor of both black culture and HBCU culture. And you can access that. So love the concept. It's Soul Food, S-O-L-E, brand, um, digestible sneaker culture. You can access all of those amazing items at JermaineLavarKing.com. That's J-E-M-A-Y-N-E, Lavar, L-A-V-A-R, King. We know how to spell royalty.com. I can appreciate that. <laughs> and that is our bookstore hot ticket item. We'll catch y'all next week. Yo, 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 it's your boy, Deborah T. Man, Seabrook, Ask the Nation. You know we got to swipe some folks in. So let's see what we're going to swipe in today. Um, well, first of all, Remember, the topic was about adjusting the freshman year. So the question we posted on the page was, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make during your freshman year? Let us know. So let's see if we're going to swipe in. All right, what we got? All right, first we got a noir escapes underscore. Uh, says, not having a home-cooked meal at the tip of my finger. Boy, I was not happy. I feel you on that, Duarte. <laughs> yeah. That's really real. You know, because at our school, we only had, you know, great meals on Thanksgiving. And noodles and noodles. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Many <laughs> noodles, cookout trips, McDonald's. Homecoming was the best meal. Yeah. When it was home noodles and noodles with sausage and hot sauce. We had to create something. I'm about to say, that's creative. That Ooh, is very creative. So let's see this one's going to swipe in. We got uh, Tay-Tay41 says, not being around so many white people. When I got the ski, I was amazed that so many black people were in one place. I loved it. We with you on that. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um... Let's see, we got one more. Let's see. Ah, it's underscore Vinny D says the competitiveness of a game of spades in the city. <laughs> 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 and it got really real, yo. And you better not renege. Yeah, don't renege. And don't ask somebody to teach you either, because if you don't know, <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? That's on you. Yep, that's on you. <laughs> I almost lost friendship over a space. Really it is, uh, man. It gets real. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank y'all for uh, um, shoot, crap. But thank y'all for answering the question. And hey, thanks for the folks that swiped in. That's Dabble T. Massey with Destination. We out. What's going on, Nation? It's Travis P. Jackson here with the entree for today. Today's entree will be the 100% rule. Hey, Trev. What? What's the 100% rule? The 100% rule, bro, is when people do things 90% correct, 10% mm -hmm. wrong, mm -hmm. but
but they focus more so on the 10% that they get wrong and not embrace the 90%. Hold on, break that down to us. Okay, so when it comes to that 90%, that's what you've done correctly, that's what you're doing right, that's mm -hmm. when you're getting your point across, but don't seek per perfection, seek progress, mm -hmm. and stop letting the 10% that you feel that you did wrong, mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't necessarily know what you're trying to do. Mm. Stop looking so so much into that 10% mm -hmm. and embrace the 90% that you did correct. Mm. Because what you were supposed to do and what you were supposed to put out was done correctly. Gotcha. Stop being so hard on yourself. Gotcha. And that's the entree for today. Hey, I just want to come and thank my uh, squad for all this amazing information that they have given you all for getting adjusted to the HBCU experience. You all heard about the uh, early classes versus late classes, parental involvement, personal responsibility, how you chose your roommates, the food, the new environment, and even more. So, shout out to my team, Zena C. That real tea. Good work. Evan Funderburg. And Rika Pesos. And I am Travis P. Jackson. Thank y'all so much for meeting us at the CAF, the podcast. Make sure y'all follow us at the HBCU CAF pod. And until next time, HBCU Pride. This has been a Power Podcast Network production. Make sure y'all follow us at HBCU Camp Pod.